Hello and welcome to another episode of the Anime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, here with my other host, Matt. Every episode is brought to you by The Anime Show. Please go find them on Facebook and Instagram and stay up to date with everything anime related. For every episode, we have an adult beverage of choice. And today I will be drinking a Wisconsin Old Fashioned and I'll be chasing that back with a Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy. What about you, Matt? I'm going to be having the same thing. Uh, Lance was nice enough to bring some bourbon-infused cherries, so got to have some Old Fashions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they're pretty tasty, too. Yes. Uh, definitely packs a kick when you're eating those cherries by themselves. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had, like, just fruits in general, just soaking in moonshine or anything like that and then eat it afterwards? No. The only thing I've had was my uncle stored some of his, like, cognac in some cherries. Okay. For, like, six months. And, oof, those were, they were strong. Oh, yeah. That is all I've ever had is stuff like that. They're definitely interesting. Like, I, I, the one that I have the biggest memory of, I was at one of my dad's Packer parties, and one of his friends brought a jar of raspberries okay. that had been soaking in moonshine for who knows how long. And you just eat one, and like it's like taking a shot. Like You, you can't even... The fruit's sitting like just outside your mouth, and like, you, I took a deep breath on accident, <laughs> and all the fumes just went right back to the back of my throat. I'm like, oh. And... <laughs> I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to complain about alcohol, but damn, I was not expecting that potent of a of a fruit. Yeah, you know, it's like when uh, somebody puts tequila on your nose and you're not sure what it is, and they're just like, take a whiff, and then you just get all that tequila smell in your yeah. face, and you're just like, oh, okay, yep, that's uh, that's alcohol. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so alcohol-infused fruit is good. Oh, another alcohol-infused fruit. <laughs> I don't know what other people call it, but like we... Wap, Wapatui, or dumpster, garbage can, whatever you want to call stuff, where essentially you just dump a bunch of alcohol into a container, into a, a big container, and then you dump a couple things of like fruit punch and other fruity uh, juices, and then you throw in oranges and what else? I've heard trash can, yeah. I've heard fishbowl, I've, I've heard fruit punch. I'm like, it's that's not fruit punch, but okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just... A lot of alcohol and there's fruit punch to cut it. Yeah. So whatever you want to call it, it's just a smorgasbord of alcohol with some fruit in it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that same deal. It's fun eating the fruit afterwards. Uh, you have to have a lot of friends to do that stuff. So I don't get to do those things. But yeah. Yeah. They're, they're for bigger events like birthdays or some kind of big event. Yeah. Yes, definitely uh, Wisconsin birthdays, especially uh, baby birthdays. Baby birthdays, yes. <laughs> My child's turning one. Everyone, let's go drink some dumpster or some trash can whatever. Some trash can juice, yes. Yeah. They won't remember it. I won't either. It'll be fine. <laughs> no one remembers your first birthday party. Exactly. So perfect. All right. So let's jump into what we're here for. Matt, you got a synopsis for what we're going to be covering today? We are going to be covering season three of Demon Slayer. Because, you know, can't get enough of Demon Slayer. Gotta be covering it as soon as it comes out, really. And for a synopsis, I'm gonna throw Lance this uh, thank you for this one, because he wrote it. And it says, with Gitaro and Daki dead, the world is safe from demons. Just kidding. Muzan is pissed because his upper moons 
are completely useless and they can't take out even a single Hashira. As one of them finds out where the Demon Slayer core swordsmith village is, Tanjiro is given permission to go to the village to retrieve his sword. The upper moons make their move and it's up to our hero and a couple Hashira to save the day yet again. So thank you. That was a quick, pretty spot on, I would say. Yeah. Everybody knows the story of Demon Slayer to this point, so there's no need to dive deep into anything in the past. I will say it was cool to give us a new location. Yeah, I did like that. So, And it made sense. The location made sense without forcing it. Right, and it was a vital, important thing to the Hashira. And it, I love the explanation of why this place was important and how they kept it important how they kept it secret yep so they put a lot of lore into this swordsmith village yeah i would completely agree and it's it's subtle without like going 20 30 minutes into an explanation Mm. which is nice right but before we get too far lance you want to give us that lance's lesson Today's Lance's Lessons is going to be the Japanese word for thank goodness. And the Japanese word for thank goodness is yokata. And yokata is spelled Y-O-K-A-T-T-A. And yokata is very fitting for this season because holy shit do they say thank goodness a lot. Well, Tantra would say it like every five minutes if he was having a normal conversation. Yeah, right? He he especially says thank goodness a lot. But where I really pulled it from was obviously the final episode. Yeah. And we're you know, we don't have to jump into the all the spoilers right now, but they threw that word out every five seconds at the in yeah. like the final battle. I do have something to say about that and we'll get into it. Oh yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. So as part of our uh, new formats, we're going to be throwing in Matt's manga mentions in the beginning of our episodes, just in case we want to incorporate more details in our you know, as we get deeper into the episode, so we can reference back and forth. So, without further ado, Matt, what is your Matt's manga mentions? So, for anybody that wants to start the manga from season three, I would suggest to start it on chapter 97, or if you want to prepare yourself for season four and the potential ending movie trilogy that we've heard, then I would start on chapter 128. So we're talking about 31 chapters for this season. Okay. Pretty average. I will say the ending of the season is a couple pages into chapter 128. So just start from the beginning of 128. But I like to do everything chronologically from the beginning of the season to the end of the season. So let's go all the way back to the beginning of the season when you first witness Akuza and his theatrical entrance is very sub sub uh, not as spectacular, we'll put it that way. Um, he's literally just summoned and then he's there. Like there's no <laughs> falling thirty thousand feet into this endless maze. While visually stunning, not necessary for a manga, so I completely understand. Like it's yeah. just a waste of your time. Right, that makes sense. So just yeah, it's kind of whatever. That's going to be a lot of this series, um, especially from what I've noticed, a lot of fighting style mangas. You're just not going to go as in-depth with the, the fights as an anime is going to because, well, you get the gist of it. 
with a couple panels instead of spending 20 panels to for one fight. Yeah, right. One thing that I thought was funny that I wish they would have done is Doma starts asking uh, the Biwa girl out, and she cuts him out. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I did get that feeling when he was like, hey, you want to come down here and hang out with me? Yeah. And she's like, I respectfully decline. Um. So in the manga, he's like, hey, we should go out on a date. And she just goes, nope, ding. <laughs> And he's gone. So I thought that was, it was much more lighthearted, but because he doesn't ask to follow Hentegu and Gyoko. Uh, he's just like, well, it's just you and I. Do you want to go out on a date? And just, nope. And bings him out. So I thought that was really funny. Yeah. So the infamous Mitsuri falling out of her, out of her kimono scene doesn't quite happen the same way. Oh, no. No. While. She is running down the steps and he's like, hey, your chest is falling out. He doesn't grab her shirt or her kimono and like close it for her. She just kind of stops in front of him. Okay. I mean, makes sense for a manga. Yes. It it makes sense on both spectrums, but not as uh, funny or visually the same. Not really a huge difference, though. You find out that you can change the sparring doll's movements by his fingers. So you adjust his fingers and he'll, his attacks change. Interesting. Okay, I'm glad you're bringing the doll back up because that is one thing that I wanted to talk about is this is a doll from the past. Yeah, 300 and, years ago. Right. And it, I mean, I know they made reference to its technology being so far superior and we don't even understand it today. Yeah. And like, but they didn't go into any other kind of detail about how, how anything works. Like we yeah. saw gears being turned, but you know, that's anime logic just doing its thing. Like. That just makes this doll yeah, to you, do whatever it needs to do. But, like, yeah, so it, it was at least nice to hear that changing its fingers can... It'll change its movements. Right. And it'll fight you differently by doing that. In in the manga, that's okay. Like, it's good detail to have. In the anime, I completely understand why they didn't add it. Because you have to remember he fought the doll for what a half an episode half an episode and they explained that it elapsed over like three days yeah so not i have no qualms about it but i do completely understand where you're getting at where you're like give me a little something right but he was just there just eh. yeah this uh, yeah. super futuristic ancient doll <laughs> yeah exactly it just it's it was out of place and I was nitpicky enough to be like, I want more information <laughs> on that stupid doll. Well, in uh, their defense, they don't expect most people to listen to it four times in a week. <laughs> <laughs> For context, I was telling Matt, um, so if anybody has watched us on YouTube, we covered this on our short flights. Yep. So we watched it when it was fresh every single week. Yep. And then we watched it again. And then I'm also listening to this in the background while I'm at work. And I did that three times. So I've consumed this anime quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, so at least it was good. At least this wasn't some, like, terrible season or something. Right, right. Totally <laughs> totally worth it. I was happy to re-listen and re-consume it multiple times anyway. Yes, I do completely agree. But to get back into the manga, so it talks about how Tanjiro and Tokido notice that there was a presence outside the door when they were talking, but didn't realize it was a demon. So they noticed something was there, but they didn't. They couldn't tell that it was a demon. Yeah, I thought that was strange because Tanjiro's nose is super amazing. He can yep. smell shit from far away. 
but the be, being in proximity of the hot spring. Yep, that was gonna be away. that was gonna be something I wanted to bring up later on. Is uh, okay, well, okay so since we're here at the moment, <laughs> I think that this is I, the anime kind of explains that the sulfur from the hot spring. Yep, took away his sense of smell and like One, boom, yep. boom, right there. That's that's his weakness is like sulfur. Yep. So I'm wondering if that's gonna come into play in the future. If it's also going to be a, a hindrance on him for any other future fight. I'm going to go with no, only because he doesn't, like, talk about it. And you have to remember this is the, uh, I don't remember what age it is, but it's not readily available. That's true, too. Yeah, because this isn't current day stuff. Yeah. But it was just one thing that crossed my mind, like, ooh, like, we just so happen to pick up on this little bit of information. What if this is a seed that's been dropped and now it's going to be important in the future? So... I was just curious. There's a lot of little hints that we will talk about later that get sprinkled throughout this entire season that are going to be necessary for later seasons. So that easily could be something, but I doubt it's going to be anything. Okay. Uh, so then um, Tanjiro does get a sword from Haganazuka. So that's one thing I want to mention. The dub and the sub say his name different. In the dub, they say Haganeska. In the sub, they say Haganazuka. Okay. So they, they enunciate the Z a little bit more. So how are we going to say that? Because it's... do we, well, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because our listeners are probably going to be like, that's a big-ass Japanese word. I'm not going to catch the difference anyway. Yes. So whatever flows out of our mouth first is going to be understood. Yes. So Tanjiro gets a sword from Haganazuka, but he's just waiting for orders. So that's why he's staying in the village. So his stamina's returned. This is prior to the fight with the uh, upper moons. Okay. But he, so he's still at the village because he's just doesn't really have, he's not being told to do anything. So he's just still there. Mm, okay. Because yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he was given a sword yep. anyway. Yep. But the way I took it was he was given a temporary sword. He wasn't given the one that he was going to be trusted with for long term after he leaves. So he was given his new sword, but then because he found the sword within the doll, mm-hmm. he wasn't given that sword. So that sword is going to be his new permanent one, but the one that he was using was supposed to be the one he was going to get if he didn't find oh, okay. that other one. Okay, so it really could have just been in and out at that point. Yes. Much like Mitsuri. Yes. She got her sword, she could have dipped out. Or yep. He could have dipped out. Yep, okay. exactly. Interesting, okay. The, that's where it's going to be anime logic, where it's like, oh, I didn't have anything to do, so I'm just I'm still here, and I just happen to be here when some upper moons attack. Right. Um, makes good makes good story. I don't really care. He, he needs to be there anyways, so... <laughs> yep. The drums on the final fused demon say hatred. Mm-hmm. I watched the anime like three times to see if they ever say it. No, they don't. Oh, like in the subtext? Yeah. So his drums all say hatred. Every single one of them? Yep. Oh, I just assumed every single one of them was... Also, I didn't pay close enough attention, but I did assume that every drum was all of the emotions individually. Yeah, I thought the same thing the first time I watched it, technically the second time I watched it, and then I read the manga and it was like, hatred. I'm like, wait a second. So then I I rewatched the anime. I'm like, wait a second. Those are, to my untrained eyes, so I know no 
Japanese, no kanji, so they might be different by like subtleties, but uh, from what I could tell, they all said the same thing. Okay, interesting. I oh yeah, it's just an assumption that I made and I just went with it. It it's an easy one to do. Mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest. Most people are probably even going to look at his drums to begin with. Yeah, and plus they're so interested in the fight. These scenes are happening so fast. Yeah, unless you pause it or can read kanji. Mm-hmm. You're not going to pick up on it right away. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, you get the fight with Hantegu up until the drum demon appears, and then it goes back to Tokuto inside the water vase. So just kind of the oh. the order of events happens a little bit different. Visually, I think it's more appealing how the anime did it because it kind of splits things up instead of, all right, here's all of this battle. All right, let me go back. Here's the finishing of this battle. Let me go back. And here's the conclusion of this battle. I didn't mind it swapping back and forth. Right. It It's a preference thing. Some people might like it better where it's like, okay, yep, Tokuto is trapped. All right, let me jump back here. Let me get all of this fight. All right, this new guy appeared. Let me go to Tokuto. He finishes his. All right, let's get the conclusion of Tanjiro and Mitsuri. Right. It's creative choice. It's a good way to fluff up some time yep. and keep stuff interesting and keep stuff... You know, just keep your mind active at all times and remember what's going on. That like, These battles are going on at the same time. Yep. So let's kind of show it as if we're jumping back and forth. Yeah, so, no, I, I completely agree. I think it's, I liked it. Honestly, I liked them both, to right. be completely honest. One thing Tokuto says is he has the second pillar spot. Um. So, sorry, uh, Tokuto said the second pillar spot uh, he was about to give up. So I'm wondering if he's talking about he's like the second strongest pillar or if he's just like pillar number two. I'm not entirely sure. They don't talk about it. But I'm wondering if he's referencing himself as the second strongest. Right. After you said that, that's what made me think of that. And then give it up. Like what if he was about to die? Yeah, because remember he's base. in the base. Yep. And if he was about to die there then the second pillar would fall and someone else would take over. So, yeah, that's the way I would take that. Okay. That's kind of how I took it as well, but I wasn't entirely sure. It's It'll be interesting if we find out, like, kind of rankings. I would like to see a ranking, much like how we have the upper moon. Yep. How we can assume that one through six were in order of their strength. Yep. I would like to see a nice, not because of what... The internet might say, but I want the the anime itself to be like, hey, we consider this guy the strongest, and yep. we're going to go in this order. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. So the upper moons, they are based purely on strength. Yep. Because of the Akaza and Daki interaction where he was saying, oh, well, we can have a blood battle, and you're just going to lose again. That shows Daki, not Daki, uh, Doma. Doma. <laughs> I was going to say why is Daki in this conversation? <laughs> no, she's not. She's useless and yeah. dead. The Doma is stronger than Akaza. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tokuto's mother dies of bronchitis. Okay, so they have a they a give symptom. a reason. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, cause they they talk about what she actually has. Again, not super important. Not important really at all. But it's there. Right. Uh, Tokuto says it takes him hours to get back to his house after his first fight with that demon. So you know how he's like. It took me so long, I don't remember. It felt like it took ages, and that's what he says. Oh, back when he was a child. Yeah, when he was a child. Okay, very, yes, yes. His very first fight with a demon. Right, right. So, yeah, when 
that random ass demon came in and killed his well didn't necessarily kill him at the moment but sliced off his arm and he blacked out that was the reason his brother died yes event essentially yeah but then tokido blacked out killed the demon yep. thanks to the sun and then yeah he was saying my house is right in front of me but it took me forever to get there yeah uh it took him hours is what he says yeah so just gives it a little bit better timeline here's a big one tokito has the mark on his forehead as well really not, not just his cheeks interesting i wonder if the anime wanted to change it up a bit so that they can distinguish between the two right yeah yeah so that oh so you know that picture he's got his cheeks and his forehead yep it's his cheeks and his forehead okay yeah the anime was just his cheeks just his cheeks yep so that'll be that's interesting but one thing that i want to talk about we can talk about it now is tanjiro and tokoto's father have the same eyes right there's only one way that can happen they have to be related right yeah i was gonna say genetics uh, we talked about this in the past you know with uh short flights and like uh-huh. the assumption well first of all tokyo made the comment that you have the same eyes as my father uh-huh and the these uh new scars how they share that kind of ability yep and the comment with when amane visited tokido and well just the tokido brothers yes she had mentioned that their lineage was of you know demon slayers you know the oh. swordsman uh, original swordsman yeah the the sun breather right and that's basically what it was ultimately meaning yeah so putting all that together kind of like it's like dude you two are related somehow so yep and then his tanjiro's inherent inherited uh memories i think is what they called it yep just those making he's got to be related in some manner to the original sun breathing demon slayer and his moves obviously prove that as well so uh, i'm not sure why tokido did not get the mark on his forehead as well i think what you were saying is right where they were just trying to distinguish between them Mm. or they're going to build it up later i'm not sure right yeah kind of like how tanjiro's mark grew as he got stronger yep maybe tokido's his his will also grow and it'll extend to his forehead and then maybe tanjiro's will grow to his cheeks i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting to find out we have two seasons until the conclusion so we'll find out uh you find out that mitsuri is faster than tengen Ooh, really yes Okay. Uh, and her muscle density is eight times that of a normal person. Okay, interesting. I did... Okay, I like that they said a little bit of that. Yeah. Because the anime made it very clear that when she took on that hypersonic scream attack, mm-hmm. like fucking dead dead center, and then she was still wide-eyed and <laughs> stuck in a position, still shaking. I thought that was, that was a good scene. I like that scene a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her muscle density, yeah. Yep, eight times. Then you find out that Genya can eat demons because of his naturally strong bite, and he has special organs. Don't ask which ones. It doesn't talk about it. Okay. Uh, that's that's literally all I know, is that he has uh, special organs. Mm. Interesting. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, and we'll <laughs> definitely talk about him as we uh, continue with the episode. Yes. So I'm going to butcher this, but it's Zohakuten is the name of the drum demon. Right, the 
combined form of anger. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, or hatred. Hatred. As... Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there was anger, and then there was hatred. Yep. Haganazuka only finished one part of the honing process for Tanjiro's sword. Okay. Yeah, he did make it clear that it wasn't done. Yes, and that's why he was so pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Which they didn't tickle his sides. Tall Hantegu's tongue said resentment. Okay. Like this. So the tall one. So the one that the was running. The, no, the one that was running with uh, no head and one of his arms chopped oh, off. Oh, the grown yep. version of the tiny one. Yep, exactly. The one that was holding the tiny one in his heart. You're right. So his tongue said uh, resentment. You find out that they move the swordsmith village after the battle with the upper moons. Oh, okay. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yep. And then they also said that they made multiple dummy villages to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Okay, interesting. I wonder if they'll explain that in the next season then. I doubt it. And I'm like, hey, yeah, there's... Oh, you're you're talking about that part. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. maybe. Like, just just some quick throwaway thing to be like, hey, it's not going to happen again. We took precautions and blah, blah, blah. Yep, could be. Tanjiro was brought back to Shinobu's castle to recover, so he doesn't recover at the village. Oh, no. So that is one thing that doesn't happen. Basically, the entire ending of the episode doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. So he goes back to the manor? And- he he passes out, and then he wakes back up in the bed at sh- the uh, Poison Hashiro castle. Interesting. That's so, a big difference. Yes. So no Yokota 100 million times at the end. Like, that that doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, so just a big difference. You find out that Tanjiro slept for a week, so seven days after that battle. After the battle, okay. And Mitsuri and Tokido slept for two days and were perfectly healthy after they woke up. <laughs> okay. They mentioned how Tamayo is looking into Nezuko. Yep. So just kind of, she's studying like, after she was able to walk into the sun, Tamiyo is now studying her again to see what's different. Like, why? Why is she able to walk into the sun? Okay, so now there's further... Yep. Now there's more research. studying. Okay, okay. And that's it. That's all I got. Okay. So, nothing insanely different. The Minus ending was, the very end. The ending was different. But, of course, it's the end of the season as an anime, so they want a yep. heartfelt, you know, kind of ending. And there's no, like, unless they want to leave it off on a super cliffhanger where Tanjiro kind of passes out, there is no break. Like, there's no good ending for the season. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it would have had to have been quite the cliffhanger at that point then. Yeah. Which I, which could have been taken in both both ways. It could have been fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It, it was, I no, I think I would have been pissed off if I would have had to wait like a year <laughs> Uh, as a uh, anime watcher, I would have been pissed off. And they're like, what the fuck you mean he woke up? He just passes out and Nezuko's standing in the sun. What the f- What? So. Yeah, kind of like he, he <laughs> leaves the way he entered season one in a coma. Yes. <laughs> well, okay, so now are you saying there was all that Yogata, there was none of that period. So like yeah. after he completely took care of Hantegu, he just straight up passed out. He yeah. didn't see his sister walk no, over he, the sun. No, he saw that. Oh, he did see so, that. So the very end, so you know how it goes black for a second, and then he kind of wakes up and he's trying to leave the village? In the cart, yep. Uh, none of that happens. So the, the okay. Haganazuka being all shy and... <laughs> yeah, I was... Okay, that's funny that you're saying that, because I did wonder that too as I was watching it. I'm like, 
I wonder how the anime adapted him because like he was swaying like super childishly <laughs> like towards the cart to say his his goodbye and then yep. stab his finger in Tanjiro's face. Yep. Nope. None of that happens. Okay. Very so, interesting. So he kind of because because remember Tanjiro sees his sister. Basically, she talks to him and then he he has a little bit of reaction and then passes out. Okay. Yep. So that and then they have the hug with Mitsuri. Yep. And then basically that chapter is done. And then they go to the next chapter. They talk a little bit about what I had explained at the end of my manga mentions. And then they're into what would be the next season. Okay. So there's no there's no break. Makes sense. I mean, now... Now that I'm reading uh, Seven of the Spellblades manga yep. and then comparing it with the anime as I'm doing my stuff, I can totally see how they get straight to the point in the manga. It's just... Sometimes there's good breaks. Most of the time there's not. Like okay. the ending of season two and the beginning of season three, perfect break. Like to be completely honest, you have the conclusion of the fight with Gitaro and Daki and then you basically have... Muzan being pissed mm-hmm. in the next series in the next chapter like that's a great break like you can easily draw a line right there and call it a day yeah yeah that's definitely a fair break but it, you don't always get that since that's all we really got for manga mentions let's take a quick break and we can come back and really get into the heart of this conversation Toasties, I'm Missy, here with my bestie Johnsy. Hey y'all. Do you like mind-blowing crime cases, spooky tales, and debating theories? What a clinky dink, so do we. Grab your beverage and be a part of our Toasted Shenanigans on your favorite podcast app. You can even send us a story or drink suggestion. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, or at ToastedShenanigans.com. Hey, this is Tyler, one of the hosts of RangerCast. On our show, we talk about Power Rangers and other multi-huge spandex heroes. We've got news, reviews, interviews. We talk about the comics, the games, the toys, and all things more phenomenal. Find us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or check us out at rangercast.net. May the power protect you. And now that we're back from our break, Lance, I just what did you think about this season, like as a whole? Overall, it was amazing. I did enjoy every single moment of it, mm-hmm. like on face. I thought it was fun to watch. I could not wait to watch the next episode. Yep. And nothing really left me like mad mm. or or just kind of meh about the episode. Right. Yeah. Like nothing was meh. So overall, completely satisfied with this entire season. Okay, makes sense. What about you? I would agree. Overall, the season by itself was good. Every episode made sense. There was, I liked the background of the two Hashira, talking about them specifically, and, you know, talking about their challenges that they've had to deal with, making them more personal as individuals, even if Mitsuri can eat, like, Goku and... (laughs) 
has pink hair, she's still a relatable character. Right. And just, I enjoyed every episode. I was excited when we were doing our short flights. Every episode that came out, I was super excited for. I feel like they hyped Mitsuri up a lot, and then we only got like two episodes of her. Yep, I 100% agree. But beyond that, like that's just an outside-in kind of thing. Like if this would have been 10 years ago where not everything gets hyped up super hard, then maybe we wouldn't have been disappointed in that aspect. But as far as the season by itself, I enjoyed it. Right. I will say it wasn't my favorite season. Out of the three, yeah. Yeah, out of the three and a half, technically you had two arcs within season two. Mm -hmm. And I would still clump those together as season two. Yeah, but the movie is kind of a standalone, but it's not. Right. It's a weird spot. Like yeah, they just like fine, we'll just throw you into season two, but like we all know that the actual season two is the entertainment arc. Yeah. Mugen Train was a part of the manga, so it was needed and it was entirely needed because you can't have Ren Goku just being dead for no reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he obviously keeps coming back. Yep. His reference, his influence is just ingrained so deeply in every single character. Yes. Uh he made an everlasting imprint on every single person he ever interacted with. Mm-hmm. So that was needed, but it was what, like, I think it was seven episodes was Mugen Train as far as a season is concerned, I think. Something Don't... like that. I'd never rewatched it in the, in, the, in the season form. I did. Once when we covered season two. Right. But I don't remember how many episodes that was. And then season two, the entertainment district arc was, was it like 11 episodes? Or was it? I think it was, shit, is it 11 or 13? I think it was still a shorter than average. You know, it's not your 12. I think it was probably 11. Okay. Yeah, I think it was 11 because this one was 11, but it had two double episodes Mm -hmm. in it. So while it was 11, it was actually 13. But, you know, 13 is an unlucky number, so maybe that's why they did it that way. Well, in Japan, 4 is the unlucky number, so they wouldn't wouldn't care about the American 13. Yeah, fuck fuck Americans. (laughs) And their superstitions anyways. Yeah. But, I mean, as far as this season was concerned... I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It really was. Mm-hmm. So just kind of going along with this one, I I will say something that was super important were kind of those subtle details that we got. Like, uh, I know I kind of mentioned it earlier, where Tanjiro's sword, mm-hmm. and you learn that he is, and you learn the original sun-breathing Demon Slayer, he is uh, Nichiren Blade, was black to begin with and would turn red during battle. Right. Super big detail because, you know, that's what happened to Tanjiro. There, besides Nezuko making it on fire, there's no actual reason for it turning red. Like, right. And then I like that they did pull that out of the anime too. Yeah. Because they were like, okay, well, his sword was black turned red, mm-hmm. and that's what happened to my sword. The circumstances were different but yep. the outcome was still the same yeah so i like that they didn't just like anime logic that in the place and just like make you overlook the nitpicky stuff yep so yes there's that comparison and it's super important and i would like to see that again in the future obviously we have to see it again in the future if they're making these comparisons but it makes me wonder if tanjiro is going to need nezuko to start his blade on fire again in order for the red to 
come out or is this new blade gonna somehow have some kind of memory thing into it and he knows how to ignite it because there's nezuko blood residue still on the sword or something well he's gonna have his new sword so right right oh that's right it was on his old sword that was his old one yeah because now that because yeah after that blade got stuck in on tegu's neck he has Tokyo threw the new one at him and then that's that's gonna be his new permanent sword so yeah now he has to turn this new sword well it's not his quite yet because hana's hanazaku haganazuka is working on it (laughs) And, yeah, so we have to see that one. Yep. I wonder if they're going to show again as soon as he hands the this new sword back to Tanjiro, if it's going to, like, I, I want to see it turn black first. Like, you know, like, like what we saw in season one where as soon as he grabbed the sword, it turned black. Yes. I want to see that reacted again. And then, yeah, is it going to automatically turn red for whatever reason? In the middle of a battle. In the middle of a battle. Be, right. That would be interesting. Or if Nezuko is going to, like human torch somebody and he's gonna slash them and then it turns red that would be interesting too there's a lot of interesting possibilities mm-hmm. that could happen right so you have the connection between tokido and tanjiro i'm interested to find out if they ever talk about it like yeah, right. if somebody brings it up because right now tanjiro still doesn't really know about the sun breathing techniques because remember Everything that Rengoku and his father did were all fire breathing, which is not sun breathing. Wasn't he throwing out sun breathing techniques, though? He was, but he was really just playing on the Hinokagi Kagura. I think I'm saying that right. Hinokami Kagura. Hinokami Kagura. Um, that his father had taught him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know about the origin. He doesn't really know anything beyond the dance that his father taught him. Okay, yeah, that's how that worked out. Yeah, because he's not saying sun breathing form one or anything like that. Yeah. It's always Hinokama Kagura. Yep. And then just kind of doing some sort of maneuver that makes sense to what he needs it to. Right. And I'm wondering, is the Hinokama Kagura also playing into his water breathing forms too? Because that was something I wanted to bring up. We haven't seen him use any water breathing since, like, season one. He doesn't need to anymore. Right? I was going to say, like, are we going to get to a point where he's going to fight somebody in the near future where he's going to go back and forth between Hinokami Kagura, water breathing, lightning flash step, and then just keep <laughs> dueling out random-ass things? I think he uses... Does he use it in season two? A water breathing? I thought he did during the fight with... Um... Daki, but maybe not. I can't remember. I, I'm pretty sure everything was was sun breathing. Well, was the sun dance? Was the sun dance? Uh huh. That I'm not too sure. I guess I don't remember. Hmm. That's a good good uh question for the listeners to <laughs> correct us on. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, and we don't we're not cool enough to have somebody to be able to look into it for us. So that's just gonna be what it is. Yeah, that's all right. Yep. It'd be kind of cool if he kind of plays back and forth between them, but his. You know, Kami Kagura is just so strong, he doesn't need to. Mm -hmm. So there's that as well. Well, I guess the other reason why I was bringing that up is because his water breathing was also kind of like almost defensive slash uh, he was agile. He could, you know, bounce back and forth through space and he can, I don't know, more of a dodging kind of thing. Yep. So. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. There was some other subtle things uh, like... The Hashira marks that were coming up on 
obviously Tokido and Mitsuri while the, the also Demon Crest. I call them. I don't. I don't want to call them Demon Crest because well, they're not demons. Right. I'm only saying that because when it came to Mitsuri, uh, the anger demon. He did call it like a Demon Crest. Yes. Yeah. So that's the only reason I'm bringing that up. And the only reason why I call it a Hashira mark is because well, they appeared on the Hashira plus uh, Tandra. Right. And I want to get more information on that too. Yep. Because you know we see with Tanjiro and Tokido, they appeared more scar-like. Yeah. And then on Mitsuri, it was kind of uh, like a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting to find out about that bit of information if we even find out anything. Mm. I don't know. We have to. I feel like we need to, but I like I said, I don't know. Oh, yeah. And plus, every watcher is probably assuming the same thing needs to get explained. So yep. we'll get there. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, did you have a favorite from this season? Like an all-time favorite? Well, remind our listeners what your all-time favorite was. Ooh, what was my all-time favorites? <laughs> I mean, Nosuke was always up there. Yeah, which we get none of. Right? We got him in, like, the first episode, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, doing his super funny uh, spider pig crawling the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got one good nickname out of him. Yep. Ken Pachiro. <laughs> I also like the first... Uh, what was it Yin Yin they called them at the end of those post credit scenes? Yep. Where they were talking in the first episode, they were talking about like, oh, how long was Inosuke up there? Well, if he woke up at this time, he must have been up there for like 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> like, oh, no, you idiots. I was up there since yesterday. <laughs> Just sitting up there for a full day. So that one was my favorite yes. out of those. And that was the best kind of thing you can really pull out of Inosuke. Um, who else? Like, so I think what? I chose Inosuke in season two. But now I'm trying to remember, because I remember in season one, Ricky was shocked that I did not choose Inosuke as my favorite. Yes. I feel like I might have chose Tanjiro in season one. Maybe. Yeah. But Inosuke was pretty terrible in season one. Yeah, he he was just there. He was funny. He yeah. was just this grunt of a guy. I remember that much. And then, yeah, season two is where he shined a lot more. So, obviously, I can't choose him in season three. I mean, the five minutes of screen time doesn't count? <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that amazing. I, so, while you're thinking about that, uh, you had mentioned your favorite, like, post-credit cutscene. Uh-huh. My favorite one was the Mitsuri one, talking about her sword, like how her Nichirin blade works. Oh, yeah. And she's just kind of like, oh, you just put it like this, and it whips, and then you put it away like that, and you're just like, no, that's that's not how that <laughs> it works. That doesn't explain anything. You're just <laughs> showing your little dance on how you do it. Yes. Um, it just kind of reminds me of things like, you know, when you're trying to define the word and you use the word in the definition, you're like... That, it's circular that, logic. <laughs> it doesn't help me. Right. So it's... I, I found it... Absolutely hilarious every time I watch that one. That was definitely my favorite, like, post-credit cutscene. Uh-huh. Just to kind of give you a little bit of time thinking about your favorite. Yeah, I do have a favorite. Okay. But before I say my all-time favorite, I think we should take a step back and break this into two categories. Okay. So, in this season, we got to follow two Hashira, we got to follow two Upper Moons. Okay, So, yep. who was your favorite Hashira and who was your favorite Moon? Between the two of them? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Mitsuri was definitely my favorite. Uh, Hashira between Tokido and Mitsuri. Okay. Uh, she just she had a lot more character to her. Mitsuri was very monotoned and just kind of, uh, yeah, and, and just too flat of a character. Mm-hmm. 
which makes sense. You know, he didn't have his memories. It's kind of hard to be emotional when you can't remember anything. Right. So it all makes sense. But I found Mitsuri's fight style more entertaining. Okay. Like visually entertaining, even compared to some of Mitsuri's attacks. So just the acrobatic nature of everything. And then I was her... about, yeah, I was just about to say her acrobatics definitely make her attack style more appealing. Yeah, and her interesting sword. Like I thought her sword was super cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's just overall, I think she, I like her better. And then as far as the upper moon, uh, I hate both of them. So I'm going to go <laughs> with uh, Doma. And... You just skip over the main <laughs> Well, they were they were all there. So uh, yeah, they were all of them happen or all of them appeared in season three. So I get to pick whichever one I want, <laughs> and I am picking Doma. Okay. <laughs> so uh, okay, we'll defend your Doma. Doma is the most entertaining out of all of them. Akaza, while he's a cool character, he is a straight fighter and very one dimensional. Perfectly fine with that. Have no issues, but as far as a favorite character is concerned, no. And then Doma, he understands he everybody, like gets all of their personalities. Uh, you can tell he can read the room. He, while he is super revering of Muzan, he doesn't just bow his head either so i thought that was really good because you know he talks about gouging his eyes out and mm-hmm. muzan's like basically i don't need your fucking eyes i need you to actually do something i don't need your wretched eyes yeah so i like that and then when i'm drawing a blank on who the upper moon one is but when he... upper moon one was kokushibo yeah kokushibo thank you when kokushibo is basically doing his samurai stuff where you need to absolutely respect the people above you and yada 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 seniority yeah and toma's like eh i don't care i'm so much stronger than he is like he can do whatever he wants it means nothing to me also at the same time he's like this is how we have fun this is how we have our (laughs) friendship yes yeah so just doma's personality is so much better Mm -hmm. than everybody else and he while kokoshiba is probably the most intriguing because he does carry around a Nichirine blade. Doma's, you have no idea what's going on Mm -hmm. because he's strong. You know, have no idea why. And then at the end, when you see him and you have a human that's talking to him as if he's a God and you're like, wait, what, Mm -hmm. what's going on? I know we talked about it in our short flights. I don't want to talk too much about our short flights, but just we had brought it up and it's like, okay, what is going on here? How are you a demon? And yet you've got essentially a cult following. Right. And what's going on? So I, it's very, I'm very intrigued by Doma. Yep. I 100% agree. He would be the one I'm most interested in for the future. Mm-hmm. But as for the season, they all appeared. So you they all appeared. <laughs> all right. So I'll take my turn real quick. As far as my favorite Hashira. Yes. I'm going to go opposite. I'm, I would go with Mushiro. Okay. In the beginning, didn't care for him. Yep. It I was, can... I like you were saying, you know, he was that blank slate, yep. slow talker. You know, he didn't, you know, he just wasn't, uh, you couldn't communicate with him because he just don't understand. That's fine. But after he started realizing, like, the karma deal, like, when yep. he he's like, yeah, uh, helping others often turn into helping yourself. Yep. And, you know, that's 
karma in a nutshell and whatever. And like, yeah, that makes sense. And then he started realizing things. He started realizing his past and he got pretty comical at that fight with Gyoko. And okay. yeah, yeah, I can like, see that. That's kind of where I started going with him. Okay. And one of my favorite lines out of that entire battle was when Gyoko turned into his uh, his final form. Which I we absolutely have to talk about, but yes. Yeah. And then when he said, you're the second person to see me in this form. And then Tokido was like, wow, that many? <laughs> <laughs> As if that was way too many. So I thought that was super funny. He just had all these... Really short, like, cocky one-liners. Yes. And he was, like, super unimpressed by it. And he was, I don't know, I, I found it super entertaining. And um, I thought he was just super strong. Yeah. That just reminded me of the other one-liner that I thought was hilarious, where Gyoko was basically told him to shut up. Yep, that one too. So then when Gyokyo talks and Tokido doesn't respond, and he's like, oh, what, now you're not going to respond? And he's like, well, you told me to be quiet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that and... Come down here and fight me, and then he jumps up there and like, oh, you're gonna be the pain in the ass and be up there. Like, oh, you stink, so I'm gonna be up here. (laughs) And Gyoko did call it out. It's like all these childish one-liners. Yes, but it worked in this sense. Especially, I don't know. For me, it worked. It was. I found it all funny. Well, I I think he's like seventeen. He's younger than Tanjiro. We know that. Yeah, but I don't think by much. So he might be like fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, because I want to say. Tanjiro was 14 at the start of the series, and I think it's been like three or four years at this point. Yeah, I think season one covered like a year and a half, maybe two years of time. I think it was two and a half years. By the end, okay. By the because I think he spent two years training in the mountains. Yeah. I want to say a year and a half in the mountains, but it could be two. Well, I think it was like six months to begin with, and then a year and a half had passed. Okay. Because I think he trained with um the previous water Hashira, who I'm drawing a blank on for who six. Also had a oh wait the ghost one or the old man the old man yeah he also had a long name I don't remember his name right now yes um I think he trained with him for six months mm-hmm. and then a year and a half after he was like figure it out yep and I think it's been like another year to six months after that. Yeah, there's been lots of time skips too. Because like when he was in his coma yep. after the fight with Gutaro, I think he said two months had gone by or something. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, there's lots of time skips. So and and it's it's coma time skips because it'll be like this happens. This took three days, and then two days later, it's this happened, and it took two weeks. So it's like just time skip. Something happens. Times it's just a lot. Yeah, and we are not that good to keep track of everything. So here we are. Right. The internet. If you're interested, the internet will definitely tell you. Some, someone did it. I was going to say someone cares enough to know exactly how long it's been. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think we'll say about three, three and a half years. Yeah. So yeah, he's pushing somewhere around seventeen, eighteen at this point. Yep. Um. But back to Muichiro Tokito. Yes. Also, I liked his his mistability was awesome because yes, it was so versatile. He can do okay. almost anything. He can explode stuff. He can you know blow stuff away. Yep. And at the same time, which I was really hoping he would do, and it did, where he can hide in his mist and he can be so fast and essentially teleport. Or it would feel that way. So one thing I forgot to mention that they talk about in the manga. Is so basically what he's doing to create these illusions is he will go so slow that it feels like he's sitting still, 
and then he'll go so fast that it look that it seems like he's not st- that he's invisible, okay. and that's what's happening between. So, um, so he's just mind fucking him. Yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Where he's just kind of to give a different re- reference, uh, Kilwa, where he's talking, where he's doing his um, illusionary steps, yep. where he's just changing his pace. And that's how Muchiro is doing what he's doing. Is he's essentially just changing his pace, and it's creating this illusion that he is in a million places when he's not. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was all fun. So I liked him for one, the comical, two, his abilities. Yep. And if you want to throw in a cheap shot, you know, he one v one an upper moon. So yes, I, I will give you that one. But Mitsuri took on the strongest form and that was invincible pretty much yeah so yeah Yeah, so there's that to throw on there too yes so and i'm not just simping on mitsuri and that's why i like her (laughs) no you you don't i'm not gonna take you as a simp for her but for because i like shinobu better but shinobu's the um poison hashira what's her first name that is her first name what's her last name um with the power of the internet it is kanazaki Shinobu Kanazaki. Wow, none of that's sounding familiar right now. Interesting. Okay, well, I'm glad you said the poison <laughs> one because that's the only thing I can remember. Yes. Okay, so well, if you're so excited for her, I'm excited to see her in the future. Yes. But back to my favorite upper moon of this season. I'm going to stick with the two major <laughs> ones. Um, I was I was thinking about this for a while. And, yeah, like what you were saying, they both sucked. But I'm going to try to... Take one that I wanted. Okay. Um, when it came to Gyokko, I did like his final form. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, I hated his final form. No, you hated it? I hated it. I don't know. The, the fishy, slender, I don't know. Maybe it was his arms. I really liked his arms. It, it made him lose. Like, it was the whole reason he lost. Oh, yeah? But yeah, think about it. Because when he was in his pots, he could literally just keep making pots yeah. and swapping back and forth between the pots. And he would, and he wouldn't lose. As soon as he turns into his fish form, he dies. Pretty much, yeah. So that's right. why I hated his fish form because, <laughs> like, I thought I, I just think it looked a little cooler. I it mean, did, he it, looked stupid as his base form. So when he transformed into someone cooler <laughs> looking, it did. It was a huge bonus. Yeah, it was the the two worst upper moons, like visually, mm-hmm. and then. Yeah, you know, they're just like, we'll get rid of them together. Yeah, yeah, let's just erase these guys at the same time, get it over with. Yeah, they they both, I'll be completely honest, they both sucked. Yeah, Um, which is why it was hard to choose which one I wanted (laughs) to go with. Yes, that's why you had to think about it so long. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like I was saying, Gyoko's evolved form, I thought just looked a little bit cooler. Okay. But Hantegu, I was, I don't know, I was scared to pick him too because... I absolutely hated his main form, like the okay. whimpering little shit he is. Yes. And then especially when he turned into the little tiny mouse version. So for Hantegu, I think his branched off forms are really cool. Yeah. So if I had to pick between the two, it would be Hantegu only for like hatred and all of his other emotions. Which is basically why I'm leaning towards Hantegu is because... Anger and hatred were pretty freaking cool. Yes. Well, not only, like, I was also kind of thinking the the one with the the wind slappy wand thingy. <laughs> uh, this uh, page is saying Karaku, the manifestation of pleasure. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he just he had a fun vibe to him. So he was really fun to watch. Yeah, his personality was his his per, more Yu Yu Hakusho, but his personality was very much like Jin. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. So because of the branching, yes, I would go with Hantegu as my favorite for this season. Okay. I definitely thought you were going to go with... Um, Kokushugo? Kokushibo? No, 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 no. I thought you were going to... Uh, between the two. Because I knew you were going to stay with the two. I'm trying to play kind of Oh, you name. thought I was going to choose Gyoko? Yeah, Gyoko. Uh, just because of his fish form. Oh, no. It, it, yeah, like I said, it did look a little bit cooler, but yeah. I was more interested in Hantegu. Okay. Um, so, now, without the limitations of being the main part of the series. Now that we finally met all of the upper moons, do you have a favorite? Um, not so much a favorite, but I would change that to most interested in. Okay. And I would follow you with being Doma. Okay. He like you were saying, his personality. Yep. He, his his attitude is just it drive it drives you in. It just wants I want to know more <laughs> about him. You know, okay. he's got this pretty boy look to him and he's just you know he's just so happy. Yep. And this most He's this number two demon. Why is he so happy? Yeah, he's the complete opposite of every other demon. Uh-huh. So I'm I'm interested in him. So I kind of would have thought you would have said uh, Kokoshuba. He would be the next one, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it more just because of his eyes and the Nietzschean blade, or what, what makes you most interested in him? Him is his hair, because okay. he looks like a Tanjiro lineage. Okay. So I'm I'm very interested in who he really is. Yeah, and it's, it's definitely a jaw dropper. I'll, I'll put yeah. that one. Also because he's number one. Yeah. Why is he number one? I want to see that. Okay. Uh, another thing, I'll be honest, I don't like his six eyes. Okay. I wonder if I would be more interested in if he had like four eyes. Uh, there is a reason for it. Okay. Like it, it makes sense. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll accept it when we get to it. Yeah. But I think visually at this moment right now... I, I wonder if like if he had four eyes and he didn't have one of those a set of eyes next to his mouth that that threw me off. Okay, yeah, you know, it's almost like alien or insect like, and I don't know, just it's not humanoid enough. Okay, I mean he is a demon, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, I get it. That's perfectly understandable. I will say Akaza, we kind of already have an idea about him, right? So that's one thing that kind of deters anybody that deters us from him is the fact that we kind of already have an idea right. about him. Right. So, I mean, unless he's going to pull out some random ass shit that makes him super interesting. Yeah. And then it also doesn't help to know that he's number three, which means he's next in line or at least the next weakest. So, uh, well, he's the last, last weakest at this point. Yeah. 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 So. That's why I said next in line. So I'm interested to see him, but yep. when it comes to all three of them, he is, you know, he falls in line. He's the last that I'm interested in. Yeah, we we just know the most about him at this point. Right. I promise you it'll be amazing and it'll be worth the wait on okay. all three of them. Awesome. So it, it's so well done. One thing that I forgot to mention within the manga mentions is that there's 207 chapters total. So we have six. 60 chapters remaining. No, 80 chapters remaining. Okay. So we're more than halfway through. Yep. And we still have the Hashira training arc. Yep. And the supposed three-movie trilogy. The final arc. Yeah. final arc. Yeah. So there's 79 chapters left. Okay. That doesn't sound like a whole lot. Well, it's about 40 chapters per arc. 
I promise you the final arc is a lot more than the next arc, than the Hashira training arc. So I'm going to guess the next arc is going to be like 25 chapters in total. Uh And then the last one will be like 60 chapters, give or take. So you think anime-wise they might take those chapters, turn it into a full 12-episode season, elaborate enough to make it last, and then... I wouldn't be surprised if the Hashira arc is like 10 episodes uh-huh. and they just give you a lot of, I don't want to call it fluff, but it's a training arc. Right. So there's going to be a lot of action that's not necessarily going to translate well between manga and anime. Yeah. There's there's a lot of room for extended scenes. Right. And there's a lot of room for kind of side develop, side character development. Uh, and character development in general. So it'll be interesting to find out how they do it because uh, they might make it 12 episodes and just kind of maybe expand some character development that we didn't necessarily get within the manga, mm-hmm. which would be kind of nice. It'll be interesting. Like I said, this is going to be a training arc, so I can't wait just because I love this whole series. Uh, as you know, this is the only series I have the box set for upstairs. Yep. So it, I couldn't put it down when I read it the first time, and uh, it has not disappointed now that I've watched it and reread it. Well, it's good to know. Yeah. There's a lot of detail, subtle details now that we're watching it again and I'm reading it again that I missed the first time. And it, it's been really good to review, essentially, over again. So one thing, I don't know if you noticed this. So when Senemi, so um, Genya's brother, killed their mother, mm-hmm. how did he kill their mother? Ooh, that's interesting. Because yeah. we all know that if you're going to use any kind of weapon, it needs to be a Nichiren. Yep. And any way around that is going to be because of the sun. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not remembering specifics about that. She was dead in the street, and then the sun came out and evaporated her. Mm. So she was not moving or doing anything, and then the sun came out and burned her away. I wonder if there's just going to be a little bit of anime logic, and maybe he just knocked her out unconscious. And I think it's just a plot hole. Yeah. That's all, that's all I think it is. I didn't know if you had caught it, so that's why I brought it up. No, because they they pulled the same exact thing when it came to Mushiro. Uh, that one I kind of get because if you look at it, basically he like pinned the thing down. Right, right. That's what I was gonna say because so that, that also happened at night and it didn't die officially until the sun took yes, care of it. But they specifically say that mother had died, and then you see the sun out and the only way for it to actually die is for with the sun and it should have only officially died after it started to disintegrate because of the sun right and genya was crying and holding her way prior to that happening yeah uh sounds like a little bit of a plot hole (laughs) unless for some reason a little bit of humanity came back and she just sat there oh shit that's something i forgot to mention uh no no definitely not <laughs> not gonna be that one um so in that whole scene you don't see uh Saname in it at all until after the mother basically obliterates the family oh really so 
Yeah, you they're see, sleep, they're not sleeping in the middle of the night, and then he goes and checks. No, like he's gone already when they go and talk about it. Okay, and then they like all the siblings are awake still, and then they're like, "Oh, mother's home," and then like that whole section happens, but the prior two doesn't happen that way. Okay, so the the anime gave a little bit more. They they fixed it. Yeah. Okay, I like I like what the anime did. Yeah, I I agree. It's a perfect example of when the anime kind of explains what the manga doesn't because of whatever reason. There's nothing wrong with what the manga did, but in the anime, it just it flows better. Yep. Yeah, I I I think it would be more appreciated the way the anime did. So I'm glad that's how that worked out. Yep. Uh, yeah, I completely forgot. So we were you had mentioned about your favorite character total. Like in the entire series, I don't know if I would say total. Okay, but Genya, he all, he had my attention for so long, and especially okay. for the second half. Okay, so so you're talking about just this season, then? Just this season, yeah. Okay, so aside from the Hashira and the Upper Moons that I wanted to throw in before this conversation, yes, I want to choose Genya because. Well, that leaves me with like three characters to pick from. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Because, so, just to kind of let people know, basically the only characters that are left at this point are Tanjiro. Well, I guess technically Tanjiro and Nezuko. Uh. So, that's that That would be four. You get Haganazuka, and then you also get the uh, the little kid. Koda. Koda, yes. Like, that's... Those are all the characters that you get any anything left. Yeah, that's true. There's not... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is just some random ass swordsmith and Yeah. Like even the the village chief is not really a part of the entire series. Right. So oh man, that's making it way more difficult. Uh let's go with Haganazuka. I don't know. Uh, I'm just picking <laughs> one at this point. So as far as he's concerned, I like the fact that you find out that he disappeared because he wanted to prove himself worthy of making Tanjiro a sword. So I thought that was really cool and just his like super buffness. While I don't normally enjoy like the awkwardness of people, his was really funny. Like they yep. made it funny where it was just like, oh, he doesn't really know how to interact with people. So he just kind of talks. And the whole uh, moment when he was talking about giving him the sword. Leave it to me. <laughs> what don't you understand about leave it to me? <laughs> you know, sometimes just listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yep. And so I thought that was really funny. And then the moments where, you know, he's honing the sword and is completely oblivious to the world around him, I thought was really fun to watch. And just him getting all pissed off when the sword gets thrown under the ground and he's not actually done with it yet. So he's freaking out. Right. He was a character that was really cool because we've known, we've seen him so often and we knew nothing about him. And now we finally get some background on him. Right. And I am glad we got to see his face, too. Because if yes. he would have been behind the mask the entire season, I think I would have been more pissed off. I do find it funny that every time we get a character that has something covering their face, they turn out to be, like, super pretty characters. I was about to say, he turns out to be this, like, pretty man. <laughs> He's, like, super in shape. Yeah. And then you get a, like, it's just like a Nosuke where he, he basically turns into, like more attractive than some of the women. <laughs> exactly. I find the irony in that to be very uh, funny. Yeah. And I also thought it was kind of funny when Gyoko said, like, oh, 
he's still young. He must not have broken the age of 40 yet or something. <laughs> All right, you think younger, you think 40 is young. Well, I mean, he's also multi-hundreds of years old, but it's just kind of funny to Did you notice mortals. we didn't get a backstory from him? I did, and I was thinking about that, and I think it was because Tanjiro wasn't the one that defeated him. Yes, I, I do agree, and... It'll be interesting if you get a upper moon that dies by the hand of somebody else, if we get a backstory or not. Right, like if we get Gyoko's backstory in like season four or in the movies or something, like just a little bit to throw him some slack or something. No, that's not what I was getting at, but say um, Akasa dies by somebody not Tanjiro, uh-huh. will we get a backstory? Or oh, because I see what you're getting at. there is so important of people, are we going to get backstories anyway? Yeah, I see. So is he just going to be that one throwaway character? <laughs> well, I didn't like Hantegu's back backstory either, but, you know. It was quick and it was shitty. He was, um, a, he was, was a shitty person. Yeah. Like, it was inter- For as short as it was, it was slightly entertaining. Yes. So I can I can appreciate it for that much. Yeah. But if they would have gone into a 10-minute spiel about how his hands were had a mind of their own and... Even though they didn't. Even though they didn't. Just because he was just a shitty guy looking for excuses. Yeah. It was fine. It was shitty, but it was fine. I agree. But I did like the fact that they were like... They basically explained him where he was a terrible person, even as a human. Yep. And I love the uh, the Lord's explanation as to why he didn't believe him. Do you remember what that is? The, the gist the of it? The first Lord or the Lord that was going to cut off his hands? The one that was going to kill him. Yeah, he said, I know damn well that you can see because Hantegu tried to say that he was a blind man. Yeah. And then he was complaining about his hands. Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, how about I tie your hands together and chop them off? Yeah. And the, well, the explanation as to why he knew he wasn't blind, where he was like, the last blind person that I had spoke to the wall. Until, oh, yep, that too. Until I had spoken to him. Like, it's a subtle, it's something that's very subtle, but... I mean, it's true, especially coming from somebody who is hard of hearing. Like, I, unless I see you talking to me, I'm not going to know where you're where you're at. So it's going to be this. It's going to be the inverse of if you're blind. Like, you're going to have no idea where it's coming from until somebody specifically mm-hmm. is talking to you. Yeah, you're so, going to be oblivious until something happens. Yeah. So it it was interesting to find out. One thing I do want to make mention is Muzan turning into his human form. I'm not a I have no idea how Hantegu's afterlife essentially informed Muzan that an individual learned to walk into the sun. Right. The The fact that he instantly learned that Nezuko le- could just be in the sun. I'm, we're going to need a very <laughs> solid explanation for how this information translated to yep. him so quickly. Yep. And so clearly. Yeah, it's that makes no sense. A couple th- there's quite a few things about Muzan and this whole thing that's not making sense. Like <laughs> unlike what the internet's talking about and how he became a demon because he was sick and he killed his doctor. I'm totally cool with that. I can buy it. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple things that are like current that I'm not buying completely. 
And okay. that's when he summons his upper moons. Okay. They come into this infinity uh, place, dimension. So I'm curious on when they get summoned, do they just instantly poof, they're here? Okay. Because at the same time, like we saw at the end of that scene in episode one, they also instantly poofed into another place as well. So what's what was that lady's name? The Doma lady? The um the Biwa. Biwa uh, lady. Yeah. She yeah. would pluck her guitar, her, her instrument, and they would be teleported to a location. So that makes me wonder, does he have the ability to just essentially teleport? Yeah, it'll be interesting to find out more about that. And at the same time, if he found out information about Nazuko that fast because of a demon, is he pulling in information from literally every demon? So there's lots of stuff. I don't know. It's like They anime logic him into finding out this information about Nezuko way too quickly. <laughs> yeah, I can kind of see that, though. It'll be interesting to find out more about all that information. Mm-hmm. So before we get too far away from what I was saying about my, my favorite character, probably our favorite character, I don't know how you feel about it. Yep. But back to Genya. Yes, Genya, yes. he's so goddamn interesting because we see so much come out of him. Yep. Mainly talking about this eating becoming a demon kind of ability yep. and yet we don't get like a true goddamn answer out of this we we get zero answer out of yeah. the anime oh yeah 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 because yeah. he's fighting and we see him chasing uh mouse hantegu he tries to cut his head off yep and his sword breaks so we know yep. he's not strong enough and then we learn that he can't even use breathing techniques yeah and that's the crazy part because his brother is a hashira and he's using breathing techniques like nobody's business. I can't wait to find out more about him. But then, you know, his own blood can't yep. use anything whatsoever. Yep. So, and not even that, not can he, not only can he not use breathing techniques, but somehow he has some totally different ability to where he can consume a demon. And then I don't know if it's taking on their attributes or if it's just becoming like demonoid himself. And I want to find more information about that specifically too. And I know earlier you alluded, oh, I don't know, I remember if this was off air or on air, but you alluded that Genya had different organs that yep. were able to, you know, consume this and then use it to his advantage. So I'm super interested in Genya. Okay. At the same time, he also has a shotgun. Uh, they didn't say it in the anime, but I think it's pretty obvious that he is using Nichiren bullets because they're obviously doing damage. So I want a little bit more information on that. But more specifically, I want his I want his demon shit figured out. And he wants to become a Hashira, but he can't do this abilities. So is does he have an opportunity to become a Hashira? Or is he just going to be kind of like a, a support character in this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's just going to keep being a supporting character because... Well, yes, he has kind of cool uh, powers. I can't see it being super helpful. At least at the Hashira level? Yeah. No. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting in our next arc, because you know it's all about training. If he gets strong enough to be useful, it'll also be interesting to find out if he can kind of apologize to his brother at that point. Yep, I want to see that. Because that was kind of his goal was to be like, hey, I want to be worthy of standing next to my brother. And the only way to do that is to become a Hashira. Mm -hmm. So here I go. I'm going to become a Hashira with no breathing techniques. 
Yeah. And to take it a bit further, like these Nitrium bullets went yep. to a shotgun. I wonder yep. if they can be translated into like some kind of machine gun. I know it's in the <laughs> past, so maybe it could be some form of a Gatling gun. Yeah. Like what if we go as far as like a fucking bazooka or something? Like how crazy <laughs> are we going to get with this weaponry? Yes. Okay. I can see that. Um, no idea. I'm going to go with uh, rifle and call it a day. Yeah. Honestly, if we were to go super artillery like that, I would be annoyed because in this kind of show, <laughs> we're sticking with swords and abilities. So let's yep. just let's make everyone on that kind of a level. I'm cool with one step of believability, but not two. Yeah. One thing we didn't talk about. Do you have a favorite like episode or anything? Mm, I don't think so. Like okay. as a full episode, I, I think it just came down to moments. Okay, like, yeah. There was, there was just favorite moment that the, the the couple laughing moments, like like I was saying, Tokido's yep. making fun of Gyoko fight. Okay, yeah, that was fun. The final episode with Nezuko becoming tolerable of the sun. Yep. I mean, that's a pretty important and awesome scene. So that was that was fun. Yeah, super pulling on their heartstrings, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I know we're saying in short flights, like, I know she wasn't going to die because uh, the internet ruined it for me. But, like, I was still getting emotional <laughs> at that scene. Right. But, I don't know, you got a favorite episode? No, I, I think I agree. Because as a whole, all the episodes were good. But I don't think there was one that really stood out beyond the other. Yeah, like they they blended in together like so well. It's hard to choose a, an entire episode. Yeah, and then of course you know you had two hour long beginning and ending too, so that also uh, changed some stuff. Right, and those were just so happened to be the most beautifully animated stuff too. <laughs> yes, they put a little extra effort into the, those two episodes. Well, of course, but. If there's nothing left to say, I think that's going to conclude our thoughts on this episode. Yep. So thank you, everybody, for listening to us this far. Uh, Please go give us a rating or a like on whatever platform you are listening to us on, because that would help us tremendously. Again, we are brought to you by The Anime Show, so please go support us by following them on Facebook and Instagram. And also support us on YouTube with our Anime Lounge Short Flights where we cover hot new anime every single week with a variety of different shows that we are all covering. And we will catch you guys next time.